Well, 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 we are back. Welcome to Crime Pursuit Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Bounds, along with Lauren Van Sickle, and we have a brand new pursuit. Lay it on us, Lauren. All right, I will, Ed. It's Chance Engelbart. It's a 26-year-old male who was last seen walking away from his wife's grandparents' home in Caring, Nebraska, after a family disagreement on July 6, 2019, at roughly 7.20 p.m., Chance was last seen wearing Wrangler jeans, a Wrangler short sleeve shirt, roper boots, and a black and white trucker hat, and is described as a Caucasian male, 5'10", 195 pounds, with light brown hair, hazel eyes, and a medium build. Chance, along with his wife Bailey and infant son, were in gearing to visit his wife's family for the July 4th weekend. After a day of golfing, his wife states he got upset after a comment was made via one of her male family members and he demanded to go back to their home in Moorcroft, Wyoming. Upon returning to the home they were visiting to pick up belongings, Bailey reported Chance took off walking, as sometimes he does to clear his head, except this time he did not return and hasn't been located since, leaving the question, where is Chance Engelbert? And that is a good question. Where is Chance? You know, when we look into these cases, it's, and this one has been all over Facebook. All over and I'm like, wow. It, it, And then when I got the brief on it, um, I went to some of the groups and I was following a lot. You know, it's like, wow. And it became, this was really weird as well. And I'm like, okay. Uh, <laughs> so I talked to the investigators and the researchers and I said, is there something odd here? I mean, we have something odd with every case, but, you know, I'm like, oh, something's weird about this case. There's just a lot of unanswered questions. I mean, there's, it's just, it's one of those you hear the story and all of a sudden you have 50 questions that you want to ask right then and there. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, we brought on a special guest and Matt, uh, you had to excuse me. I always get last names mixed up. Uh, Matt Miller, right? Yep, that's right. Okay, Matt, how you doing? Good. Okay, Matt, let's talk about in the beginning when you first met Chance. You know what? What was he like? What kind of guy was he? Oh, he was fun, outgoing, and when I met him, we were work coworkers, so I knew him more there than anywhere. He was he was a hard worker, quick, smart. I li- I liked working with him every day. Yeah, I know you both met when you were working at the mine, correct? Yep. Okay. And so were you also laid off at the same time that he was? Yeah, we were actually both standing in his front yard of his house visiting when we found out we were laid off. Okay. And how did he take that news? You know, it was it was kind of shock and awe to both of us, but uh, Chance came up with the idea that we go down to Blakeman's right away. That's that propane place that was looking for welders. And we both ended up with a job within a couple hours of being Okay. Off. So he's the type of person, if a, pl- if a problem arises... He, you know, he's going to sit back and assess and he's, he's going to come up with a plan. He's a problem solver. Would you say that? Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So I definitely was kind of researching this case right along with everybody else. And, um, so I know he was supposed to start Monday at that job. Were you supposed to start that, that same day with him as well? Yeah, I was. Okay. And then you took a little bit of time off. They allowed you to work a half a day that day. Is that correct? And then you took off to do the search? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you've, you've been in it from the beginning. Do. Yeah. So would you mind telling us a little bit of details just on the backstory? I know he just kind of, if you could start with that day, he was out golf. I mean, as best as we know, he was out golfing with the family. Um, there was a disagreement. And he returned back to Bailey's grandparents' house, correct? Yeah, as far as I know. As far as we know, right. So that's not even been confirmed that he's came back to that home, correct? 
No, it's not a hundred percent. Okay. None so. of those cases. It's crazy. Right. So, so essentially everything that we do know about the time of the disappearance, where he started off walking from the disappearance and even his outfit is all coming from Bailey, correct? Yes, that's definitely all just coming from Bailey. Okay. Okay. So that's just one thing I wanted to put out there from the beginning. Um, Okay, so would you, you would say when he called you, um, he was definitely upset, but he he still sounded coherent. He didn't sound intoxicated, correct? You know, when he talked to me, he did not sound intoxicated. He sound, and I wouldn't even say it was terribly upset. He was, oh, I guess, a little little upset, but not, not worse than I've. I've heard him before. Okay, so you, you've definitely interacted with him being on a far more, you know, on a deeper level of just, you know, having issues. You know, this was something that you thought would blow over. Yeah. Okay. All right, if you wouldn't mind, just for our listeners, um, we definitely know the backstory, but if you wouldn't mind kind of setting that up for, for us, just from your standpoint of what you know about the day and then what led up to that conversation that you had with him, because you were the last other than his aunt Katie to speak with him, correct? Yeah. Okay. Okay. If you wouldn't mind just setting that up for us and just kind of letting our listeners know the backstory on that. Okay. Well, originally before they planned on going down to Nebraska, uh, Chance and I was talking at work about maybe going catfishing at his family ranch in South Dakota. And once he got home, they made, different plans for the fourth she wanted to go down to nebraska i imagine and so he went with her and that's that's where it all started i didn't i didn't hear from him he doesn't tell me a lot about the family down there okay so i can't i can't go too far into detail about okay he went golfing well he never told me that he just called me and said i need a ride home got in a fight with an in-law and that's where where the story started okay so just to to recap for our listeners essentially He was golfing with Bailey's male family members that day. It was kind of a guy's day. A comment was made supposedly about his new job, and at least it's not minimum wage is what I've gathered. There was kind of a dig that was said that really just got under his skin and upset him um, coming from her side of the family. Um, And at that point, based off of Bailey's, um, you know, interviews and things that she said, she was called to the golf course to pick him up because he was just done. He was ready to leave. They were going to go back to Moorcroft, Wyoming, correct? Yeah. Okay. As far as I knew, that was what okay. I understood. So where we're at is he's upset. He's in the car with Bailey. They're going back to the grandparents' house. And from what she said, they pulled into the driveway. She was going to get out of the car to take the baby out of the car seat to be able to gather belongings. And upon her coming back out, he had taken off. Um, and that was roughly 7.20 p.m.? Yeah. Okay. 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 And then at what time did you receive the phone call saying that he had already started walking back to Torrington? About 7.24. Okay. He called me. So that would line up with him, kind of what she's saying. You know, he stormed off and now he's calling you. Um, and is this, I mean, is that common that he would, he would go, I mean, Bailey has said that, you know, when he gets upset before, he'll take a walk. He'll kind of clear okay, his he head. He would definitely walk off before he, anything got too out of control. Okay. So, I mean, he had a control of his emotions. He knew himself probably better than anybody. He knew he was upset and let me take a moment. Yeah. Okay. All right. So then if you can kind of just catch us up from that point. Um, so obviously that night there was a storm that came in um, that really kind of created it to be almost impossible conditions to look for him. Is that right? It was definitely, a, they say, a, a pretty bad storm. And when we got down there right after, there was definitely some aftermath you could see from trees being ripped apart or knocked over to things laying all over the place. It was a mess, you know, so it was probably a high wind storm with a lot of rain. 
Gotcha. And mm-hmm. so he, this was on Saturday when he went missing. So it was Saturday, July 6th. So when you made your way down there, was it, it was later the afternoon on Monday, correct? Yeah, the 8th is when I went down there. Okay. All right. And if you can kind of just catch us up and just tell us your, you know, your understanding of what's happened, your firsthand accounts, what you know to be true, um, just based off that Monday, we would love to hear it. Okay. Well, we got down there. It was, it was kind of later in the day, of course, you know, we're, we're quite a ways away from where he went missing, but, um, when we got there, we called Bailey, let her know we were there, or I guess it was a text. I'm sorry. We texted her and we got, okay, call Chance's mom. And that's all we got from her. We didn't, we didn't uh, get any information about where they were searching, what she wanted us to do, nothing. So we kind of just had to shoot from the hip, I guess you would say, and pick a place that they were saying the last place he was pinged at was off that WTT truck stop area. Right. Now, just to touch base on that, um, they've came back now and have said that that's actually incorrect information. Is that right? That's what they're saying. Yeah. So now it's supposedly the Riverview golf course. Yeah. Just another story change to this. Right. Thing, right. It's it's all been very strange. I mean, the information that's even been released from law enforcement down to the rumors that are going around the Facebook groups, it's, it's all quite confusing, which is why we're so happy to have you um, on just to kind of clarify any information that we've gathered um, that may not be correct. Now, is that golf course, do you have any idea if that's, is that the same golf course he was supposedly at that day? No. Okay. So that's a completely different area. Just just happens to be a golf course as well with the tower. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, and then I just real quick, um, before you continue, I just kind of wanted to clarify some things. Um, so I know that you had reached out to Dawn, which is Chance's mother and had said, Hey, you know, I've had a people over, it's a holiday weekend. I'm just not in a position to drive. Could you go get him being that she's a little bit closer? Um, and she said, you know, we'll reach out to his uncle. Um, now I just want to clarify. And if, if you choose not to speak on that, that's totally fine. But I'm sensing just kind of what we've gathered from our investigators, um, that there was definitely a discord with the families as far as with Chance's side of the family and Bailey's side of the family, um, that there was just a disconnect. Was that kind of the way it had been leading up to this disappearance? Because I know Don said, you know, well, we would call him, but I don't know that he'll even answer. So that was kind of the thought on having the uncle get a hold of him. Um, And I know there was a neighbor, Larry, that lives next door to Chance, correct, that had kind of reached out and said, hey, you know, what's going on with Bailey? And it wasn't until he reached out that she actually called Chance's parents. Gotcha. Yeah, that's, you got it all correct, pretty much. Um, the families, I don't know that the families didn't get along, but it was uh, a lot of Bailey disliking Chance's mother. Okay. Kind of do. Okay. All right. That just, that clarifies some things for us. And just, you know what I mean? And not, not always do you get along with your mother-in-law, but you know, sometimes, you know, that's an issue. But when you have somebody missing, usually there's a little more... <laughs> communication. So I just wanted to touch on that quickly. Um, Okay, so we're back to Monday, you've came down there, you really don't know where to begin, but you're just kind of starting out that grid search, um, based on where you knew him to be at last. And did you come up with anything? Did you talk to anybody? Did you hear anything? You know, we didn't do a lot of talking to anybody when we were there the first time. Um, we went straight to that truck stop and started walking down river and we walked just about as far as we could without harming ourselves. Pretty much. We were, we were wore out. (laughs) Of course. And I mean, and you're just civilian searching. I mean, you weren't fully equipped at that time with what law enforcement Mm -hmm. would be equipped with. You're just out there on a ground search, gathering your people. So, all right. So quite a ways. Of course. Of course. Yeah. I mean, and it's a lot of, I mean, it's a very rural area that he went missing in, correct? Yeah. It's, you walk along that river. It's pretty tough, pretty tough traveling. Okay. And so Mm -hmm. now this was of course, months ago, um, chance actually had a birthday Mm -hmm. on Monday. Um, and I know this week you were to have another search and just due to weather that wasn't possible. 
Um, so to kind of just catch us up with where we're at, I mean, there's been rumors out there. There have been, um, you know, different speculations of what could have happened. Um, I know there was a cell phone that was found on his porch. Can you kind of briefly touch upon those different, you know, what's fact, what's fiction at this point? Okay. Well, with the cell phone on his porch deal, um, everybody wants to say that's cleared up. And I wish I could too, but there's too many questions to the answer as they gave us for it. Um, when the cell phone was called, let's say it this way, when a friend of mine called me about the cell phone on his porch, I immediately called Bailey and asked, um, should you have a, a cell phone on your porch? Well, she says no. Well, I'm stoked, you know. All right, right this is a tip. in the house right now. I think Chance might be there. This is awesome, right? Well, by the time I get, oh, I don't know, we're 15 miles from his house. By the time I get halfway there, the cell phone was already gone. Larry had already come over and grabbed it. I'm guessing Bailey had called him and had him do it. Well, when I found that out, by the time I got there, it was gone, of course. When I found that out, I called Larry and I asked him if he turned it into the police because that's exactly what I was going to do. I ain't looking at it. I ain't turning it on. I'm turning it in. Right, right. Well, Larry told me, no, uh, this has nothing to do with Chance's disappearance. This ain't his phone. And I'm already on my way to Deadwood, so I'm not going to turn it in right now. Well, that that definitely uh, hit me the wrong way, we'll say. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so, especially being that this is just a little glimmer of hope of something that's came up mm-hmm. when we've had a lot of nothing. Um, so, of course. And... Well, so when you found out about this, you actually contacted Bailey. So she was aware, and as far as you know, she mm-hmm. sent Larry to go get this phone. Yes. Okay. Before and, I could get there. Right, which is which is very strange. Um, expe- now, how has she um, worked with you throughout this um, these searches? That I know you have a huge Facebook group. Can you kind of let everybody know the name of that? So if anybody listening would like to join, they can. Yeah, our group is called Let's Start with Chance. Okay, and you've been his. You I mean, really? you've been a huge advocate for him, um, and through that, you've you've let out a lot of information, put search together. Has Bailey been cooperative with you as far as with this group or information? Absolutely not. Okay. Um, zero communication between me and Bailey and zero help from the Bewley family. We have seen some of the Engelberts come down and they have assisted us in searching on that first search we did, but nothing from them. Okay, Matt, <clears throat> why do you think that is? You know, I don't know if they're, they, they're worried about their name or their, or their family or, um, We've, we've asked for land permission to search some of them. We've got told no, that they're worried about their kids and, and our search party crossing them when their kids are home or whatever. But it's, I don't know. I don't know why they're doing this. I really don't. And I've reached out to Bailey herself and said I would hand this group over to her and let her lead it, and I'll follow right beside her if she just get out from behind that attorney and come help us. And she won't. And so she she lawyered up fairly quickly. Is that my understanding? Right. Yes. Okay. So from, from what I've gathered, I mean, through our research, I know. So let's just kind of touch base again. Chance went missing on a Saturday. Um, by Sunday, his mom and dad and brother had made their way down late that evening to begin with searches. Um, by Monday evening, I believe Captain Rogers was calling in Bailey and Dawn just to kind of brief them on what had transpired, and that was to simply let them know we didn't find anything. We we are no closer to knowing what we knew when we started this. And kind of at the end of that conversation, Bailey had asked about a death certificate. Are you are yeah. you aware of that, or is that information yeah. that you can discuss? I think I can 
discuss it. I mean, it's. I mean, it it's was, it's uh, out there. It's kind of it's it's been yeah. in other podcasts. It's it's been kind of in news reports, but so it's yeah. been said that Do it was I as have soon any as proof she asked about a right. certificate. No, I don't. Right, Did right. I hear it? No, I didn't. Okay, but which is strange. Say, I mean, that's yeah, two to three days. True. You know. Yeah, they say it's true, and that's from somebody that that I would trust with my life. So. Okay. All right. Well, fair enough. So, um, can you kind of just touch base on? where we're at now what is law enforcement are is law enforcement working with you are they cooperative with you as far as you being out there doing searches um where are we at right now with the search for chance well as law enforcement assisting us or getting us information we need not really um the captain of what was his name do you remember captain rogers yeah rogers he said he has an open line with us and that we can call him anytime with information or so on and so forth but other than that, it's that's as far as this went with law enforcement helping us search. This is, it has literally been just get our own maps, um, study where he was according to Bailey, and try to spread out and find him. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. I mean there's so little information, um, so many rumors, so little information. Um, now, are you privy to any information that Bailey has connections to law enforcement in that area? I can't. I can't say for sure, no. Okay, okay. It was just something that through our research we kind of came across and just kind of yeah. wanted to look for confirmation. Um, of course, just being curious. I mean, digging into this, um, I mean, I can only imagine how much, you know, curiosity you have. This is your best friend, and just it's definitely touched us, and we're, you know, eight states away from you. So, um, right. So, I mean, so essentially just to kind of touch back on who Bailey is and the relationship, um, you were friends, correct, with um, Chance when he actually started dating Bailey. Actually, when he went to go visit, actually meet her for the first time, were you with, with him? Yes. Okay, okay. And then what was your kind of take on everything? I mean, it, it took off quickly, the relationship did, or what What did you feel you know, about it? It did. It did take off pretty quickly. Um, but I guess for meeting Bailey and when she was around chance and around me at the same time, she was always quiet. So I didn't, there was no warnings. There was no, something might happen. Something bad could happen here. Nothing like that. It was just, she was just a quiet young gal is what I thought. Okay. You know, fair enough. All right. So, um, it's been said, (laughs) there's multiple interviews that are out there, but, um, I know Bailey has said, and is kind of quoted saying, you know, their, their marriage was really easy. Um, if they ever had a problem, it was solved fairly quickly. Would that also be your take and your opinion, just being that when we're coworkers with somebody, often we're spending more time with them than even our own family. I mean, you get to know them quite well, especially if you're working hand in hand and right next to somebody as a coworker. Um, would you say that that's also your experience with their relationship? No, I wouldn't. No. no. Okay. Okay. So there would be a reason for you to just feel that that wasn't <laughs> Jen, exactly accurate. Jen and I, like, like you said, talked a lot when we were at work. You know, we were always just us two a lot of times, so... We had a lot of conversations between my wife and his wife and what he was thinking and what I was thinking. So their relationship was tough. Okay. And I took it I took it as just a young couple being married. Yeah, I mean, right and off. they are young. You're right. You kind of hit that right on the head. I mean, they have a new baby. They're learning to – it was my understanding that they had dated roughly a year and then decided to get married a year to the date of when they started dating. So you've got – 
a year in, now you have a baby on the way. When Chance went up missing, I believe Banks was roughly four months old. Is that right? Somewhere in that range? It was like two or three. Okay. Yeah. Okay. A little younger even. Okay. So, yeah. so, I mean, you have the stress of a new baby. You have, you know, the stress of a new marriage, a fairly even new relationship to begin with. I mean, so that's yes. not uncommon that, you know, you'd be at work with the guys and you're kind of venting and, you know, everybody has their problems. Um, but did that ever strike a chord with you in your mind when he came up missing? No, it did not. Okay. All right. That was just one thing that I'd wanted to, to touch upon. So I will let you kind of continue the story with where you all are at with your group and the search and, and kind of continue on with that information. Let me let me hit on that question you were kind of working towards there. That Sure, go ahead. Um, I guess what, what hit me was when Bailey just didn't seem to care. That's what scared me. It wasn't it wasn't that they didn't get along. It wasn't that there was a lot of fights in the relationship. It was her reaction Nothing afterwards. Like that. That's 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 life as it goes. But the the not caring and still to this day not reaching out and trying to find her husband with the rest of us is is what's got me extremely worried. Well, let me ask you something. I'm just gonna be blunt. Do you believe he's still alive or not? I do not. Why do you say that? Because Chance was always the type to come back to his family um he was close with his brothers he was he was close with his dad his mother everybody especially his uncle john uh, there's just no way that he would he would be gone still you know i gotta commend you you have um from the research that i've reviewed you have really been out here fighting and fighting and fighting would keep you going every day to try to prepare and and schedule these searches for him well start from the beginning uh, i kind of just started this page to to do one search down there and and get as many people as i could gathered up to help and it it took off beyond belief and i guess everybody on that page keeps me going you know they keep talking and helping me through it it's it's been awesome seeing all these people come together you certainly have a lot of support um it seems like everybody's right there behind you i mean from businesses in the area just down to people that are actually halfway across the country. I mean, there's been a lot of people that came behind you in these groups to support, you know, the fight and just looking for a chance, putting those donations together. Um, would you mind taking a brief moment just to kind of discuss um, if anybody has any information or they would like to make a donation, how they could go about doing that to support your cause? Okay. Um, I kind of let Tanya talk to you about this because I'm <laughs> I'm not very good with that. Absolutely. And could you just the tell us who, can you just introduce her for us? And this yeah. is your wife, correct? Yeah. My wife Tanya, and she's she's been behind me every step of the way through. Oh, this good thing, for so. her! Good for her! Yeah, here she is. I'll let you talk to her about that. Awesome! Right. Thank you so much. All right. Hello. Hello, Tanya. And we were just kind of asking, you know, we've we've got your husband Matt that has really just been this huge advocate for his best friend and getting the information out there, putting these searches together. And I know there are ways that people can donate to even get more equipment to make these searches possible. Um, if you wouldn't mind telling our listeners, just where can they go? Where can they find more information? Where can they make donations if they would like to be a part of this? Um, they can always go on the Let's Start With Chance page. And um, if you go up under the top of it, there's a couple different links up there. And one is like a discussions tab okay you can click on that and then go down to donations and right there we'll have the donation link and it would be under my name um i'm the one that posted it or they can just reach out to me also on facebook which is tanya miller and um i can personally send them the link to be able to donate the money into the fund or whatever okay absolutely and so just to kind of let them know the things that you're doing to 
make this um, a fighting chance to fighting chance. Um, what's some of the things that you have purchased with the donations just to be able to get out there and search harder? Um, we actually just purchased an underwater drone that wow. we're actually going to go test here in just about an hour and a half. That's amazing. Oh, wow. um, we also got a another drone. Um, it's it's a pretty nice drone that you can fly up in the air and use the camera and be able to look at that. Um, we got a lot of vests donated to us and stuff like the orange hunting vests and stuff like that. Um, but we have had to, you know, buy a few and pay for food for searchers. You know, when they're out searching, we'll we'll buy them lunch, you know, if there hasn't been, do you know, lunch donated to us that day. You know, just kind of trying to keep everybody able to go and that kind of, you know, so... We don't want anybody to get weak and not be able to search. Right. I mean, not only that, but just keep people safe. Mm -hmm. I know there was a search that was scheduled this week for the 1st and the 5th, but just unfortunately due to the weather conditions, um, just to remind everybody, we're dealing with Nebraska, Wyoming, the Dakotas, all of these weather um, patterns that are coming in. And I mean, we're heading into winter. So, I mean, the fact that you're able to get these drones um, out there that can get a little bit more um, sight, you know, sight on the ground um, without endangering lives that... You know, other people would be out there otherwise looking and, and getting through these treacherous conditions um, is simply amazing. So, I mean, I definitely commend you and your husband for all that you have done. Um, I mean, there's certainly people that would put the boots on the ground, but I mean, you you guys have definitely pulled together. Um, and, and that's what we just kind of wanted to take note to, especially in this podcast. I mean... And we're extremely frustrated right along with Matt. I mean, to, to say that you've not had the help that you should have had from other family members and people close to him is um, extremely disappointing for sure. It, it is definitely reward money, I guess, for, you know, if somebody finds him or, you know, whatever, we're going to donate some money into that also. And so what is the, and so, I mean, not that anybody should be doing this for a reward, but just mainly to kind of showcase to, and to applaud you for what you've pulled together. What is the reward sitting at right now? Mm, we're thinking right close to 10. Yeah. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be right close to $10,000 right now. And that's amazing. I mean, he's been, he's been missing for now. We're going on almost, you know, six months. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's incredible that you've been able to pull that together and to make that happen. Um, so to kind of just go back and touch base again on just a reference of you haven't had the help of the outside family. You said the Engelberts have been helpful to you. They've shown up to searches. And I do want to remind everybody that they live four hours away. Correct? Correct. Correct. So and this isn't, one... this isn't something that they can just wake up and say, Hey, we're heading out. We're going to, you know what I mean? There's, there's gotta be some planning in that on top of the weather conditions that have came into that area. It's not something they can just wake up and decide to do day to day. I mean, this has to be planned. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Well, when, when chance is found and we will find him, that's always been something I've, I've pushed very hard towards that. But then we got to thinking, well, we should be shut down. And there's, there's a lot of other people that go missing and the family goes into this shell shock area that they don't know who to turn to or don't know how to get help. And we're going to, we're going to continue on with the funds that is left over donation wise and put it towards the next person. That's amazing. Um, and see, I mean, that's kind of, it all starts with that, honestly. I mean, I've, this is how exactly how I got into podcasting was, you know, we're affected by something and you either it's flight or fight and you chose to fight. And I am so um, thankful that he has friends like you that are able to step forward, put your face out there, put this group together, put these searches together, because without that, I mean, even, even though you're saying, you know, you, you and your heart of hearts don't believe that he's any longer, you know, with us, which is something that nobody wants to comprehend or have to imagine or actually come to terms with being a realization. But 
at this point, we are going into the weather, or into the winter weather. And um, like you've said, he's not a person that's getting up and walking away from his family. I mean, his his son was born in May. And so now we are going into, he's missed a Thanksgiving. His birthday was actually on Monday, correct? Yes. And now we're heading into Christmas. So this isn't a man that would have, regardless of whatever transpired, whether it was between her family members or whether it was between him and Bailey, him, you know, themselves, this isn't a man that would have just walked away is what we're, we're trying to get people to understand, right? There's not a chance in hell. Okay. Now, do we, I mean, do, does anybody have any theories? I mean, um, do we feel like there's any possibility that, you know, I know he was, he was very well liked, very well loved, um, based off of our research. I mean, Everybody has said he would give you the shirt off his back. He'd be the first to help somebody with something um, just very well loved. Um, so, I mean, is this, I mean, say he's, you know, he's upset. He's walking away from this home or, or wherever he is walking. I mean, we do know for a fact that he was walking. He called you and said, you know, I'm heading towards Torrington. Can you come and pick me up? So we do know he was on foot at least. That is one fact that we do have out of this. Um is he the type that if somebody had pulled along, is he confrontational? Is there any chance of that? Or are we more concerned that maybe somebody knew he was walking along that road and confronted him? It, it's hard to say what kind of mindset he was in for the little bit I talked to him. That sure. If somebody pulled up next to him and got got ornery, I, I don't know. I don't know what could have happened. Right, right. But so, I mean, and the, he's... With the theories thing, I've... I'm trying to stay away from that as much as I can. Well, because, you know, it's a rabbit hole. You go down one, you lead to another one. And at that point, it's really not doing, I mean, we still don't have the whereabouts of chance. So it doesn't really do anybody any good unless one of those series is leading you to where he could be. So I totally can understand that. Um, but the he idea just, behind our search, I guess, if with the theory stuff, whatever, um, the idea is we're, we're staying away from them. We're only looking at one small square of nebraska sure and when when we're done with that square we're gonna pick another one and look there until we're done and we know he ain't there right and i mean because he is out there somewhere i mean people as much as it seems like he vanished into thin air you know that's (laughs) that's not what happens so people don't just vanish into thin air so he is out there somewhere and more than likely someone's aware of that whether or not they're not coming forward or whether or not they have information that they don't yet realize is important or whatever the case may be. But yes, I I mean, so are we kind of thinking maybe it's possible that he was walking so rurally and, you know, there was that storm coming in that night. Um, Would he seek shelter along a tree line? Um, I know there's a river there. Um, I'm sure that probably has to do a lot with why you would get an underwater drone. So are we kind of focusing on the fact that there's not any foul play, that he was just walking and maybe ran into an injury or kind of got lost just staying out of this weather we're focusing on every rock needs turned even the water needs searched okay that's what we're focusing on it isn't one reason or another okay so we're just you're you're just knocking everything out and you're just like this is an area and we are looking everywhere no matter what could have happened until we get through that whole area exactly okay so i mean that's essentially a saturated grid search so you were just kind of widening that up but um, just going in and just no theory, which I mean, honestly, I mean that the best way to search is with an unbiased opinion. So, so I, I totally agree and think that that's definitely the way to go about it. Um, do you have any other commentary or anything else that you would like to kind of to touch upon or discuss as far as with, with chance? Not, not offhand that I can think of. Um, if anybody wants to see how this underwater drone is going to work, we'll be doing some videos of it tonight. Um, 
finding a body underwater. We're going to be using sonar. We're going to be finding little miscellaneous pieces and parts if we can. I don't, I don't know how good a flight, <laughs> I don't know how good a pilot I'm going to be. So we're going to try it <laughs> out and, and uh, post it on the page and you can check it out there. All right. Wonderful. And one more time, that is let's start, let's, I'm sorry, could you repeat the name of the group? It's let's start with chance, correct? Yeah, it's Let's Start with Chance. Okay. All right. So so you will be out there actively looking tonight. Uh no, we will not be looking tonight. This is a test for Just this a drone. Just a demo of the drone. Indoors in a in a swimming pool that Okay. Just so that I can get some training with it. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. That makes sense. I don't throw it in the water body yet. <laughs> okay. Well, let me ask you something, Matt. So, do you have specific locations that you want to put this underwater drone? Was that because of tips or what? Yes, tips, and also just within that big square that we're looking. If there's water, we're going to check it. Okay. Trying to put this together, this searches together. Do you do you have a lot of volunteers? Do you have a lot of backup with, with people trying to help? That, that was something else I was wanting to hit on. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, a lot of people say this gearing Scotts Bluff area is uh, gangs and it's scary and unfriendly. I can tell you there has been so many people volunteer to, if they can't walk, they're bringing lunch or they're, or they're helping out any way they can. And it is absolutely insane how many friendly people there are around there wow that is amazing and with you purchasing this equipment uh able to get out uh and and your wife and you and you did say she was very supportive i'd like to speak to her again if you could hello okay so this is your husband's best friend what if his what what has been like supporting your husband um it's been very rewarding um you know just from the time from when he went missing until you know, Matt got sick and tired of the no answers and decided to do all of this and, you know, wanted to find his best friend. You know, I mean, it was he was a roller coaster of emotions, you know, like he's not a very emotional man on the outside. But you could tell, you know, like it, it, it was tearing him up. It was really hard on him. And so when it comes to finding Chance, which I mean, my whole entire family absolutely, you know, adored Chance, especially my kid. Um it's just been one thing, you know, and I couldn't see anything but backing him with this whole search, you know, and trying to find him. Well, absolutely. I mean, if it was him in turn, you would hope to have that same um, outpour of support to do the same for your husband. You know what I mean? So kind of one of those, if I was in that position, I would hope somebody would do the same. And so just to touch back on that, you you don't, you both have small children, correct? Um well, yes and no. He's got the younger three, and my two are a little bit older. So, but but there's a family. I mean, you were taking your time. You guys were out there fighting, and you're fitting. You're able to fit this in with with raising a family and other obligations and responsibilities that you have. Right. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, that's amazing. I mean, a lot of people, you know, it's easy to say, "Well, I'm busy. I'm busy." But you two have fought kind of tooth and nail um, from the beginning. I kind of want to touch upon that because, as many of our listeners may know, you know, there are other interviews that are out there that people may have listened to. Um, Bailey's actually quoted saying that her mother has looked harder than anybody, has performed more searches um, than anybody. Do you have a response to that? I don't, um, just because the the mere fact that there's really been no proof or evidence, I guess, in the fact that her mom has actually been out looking. Right. Um, we couldn't I find mean, any either in our, in our investigating. So I, right. I can kind of hit on that, that, where we've been searching, we have not seen them. At all. Ooh. 
Which it would make sense on to start where you last saw somebody, correct? Right. So that's where you've started and you've not seen anybody. Right. We hit it pretty hard. Okay. Okay. I just kind of wanted to. And we do know that like our first search, they did that, you know, a benefit auction for Bailey and Banks. And, uh, you know, I mean, we had zero help from them and we knew all of them were down there. In that area at the time, from the whole entire family. So it was actually a benefit to support Bailey and Banks, but she was never present. Right. Okay. She she was at the benefit thing, but she was never present on any of the searches. Okay. Okay. Um, and I mean, and granted, she does have a young baby, but I believe this, she's staying in the area where he went missing, correct? So she's got a lot of family support. So if she wanted to, certainly she could be out there. Yes. You would think. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or- you know, and we don't have near the support she's got. Right. And I mean, we're a podcast. I mean, I don't I don't mean to put anybody in a negative light. I mean, we certainly welcome Bailey to contact us. And if she would like to speak on, you know, anything that she would like to say, we'd be more than happy to have her. But we're literally just putting this all together based off of direct quotes from her from other interviews, um, all of our research. And that's just what's been so crazy is that uh, everybody else kind of has something to say and none of it matches up with what she says. So that's kind of where we're at with our investigation is that um, it's just, it's, it's quite sad. I mean, you've got a, a fairly recently uh, married couple. Now the husband's missing and, you know, small child or not, the, the wife isn't really stepping up um, and kind of pulling her role as the wife that you would think. And I mean, we all handle things differently. Don't get me wrong. I mean, everybody takes things on and handles it, you know, how they handle it. But most people could say they don't find this to be a normal behavior. Is that what you would kind of gather? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so, okay. So I'm, I'm kind of glad we talked about that. Um, just being that, you know, you have been so supportive of even your husband and this is your husband's best friend. I mean, this is somebody that I want to say you guys have both been friends for, you know, you've all known Chance for about what, two and a half, maybe three years now. Yeah. Yeah. Right in there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, and you... Right. Okay. So, I mean, and you were able to come in right from the beginning and kind of see everything unfold and you've been there the whole way. So um, I definitely value and respect your opinion on what's going on. Um, I feel like you have a lot to bring to the table as far as what would be said, you know, as far as fact and fiction. So you definitely have a, a good, a good headway on that and what you've you know, and like you said, you work with him. So when we work with people, we are with them quite often more than our own families. So you really do get to know somebody when you're working with somebody that close in nature. And we definitely were. Our our shift work gives us half a year at the mine and half a year at home. So that's that's the way it worked. Okay. And I'm glad I work at that mine again because I would I would never have the time to be able to do what I'm doing. Right. It. Right. Absolutely. That's that's a very good point. So. So, I mean, so what's on the agenda? What can people expect now? I know we're kind of just waiting to see where weather goes and, and kind of playing it by ear on that sense. But is there anything coming up benefit-wise, donation-wise, um, search-wise that we can all be out on the look for? Our next search is hopefully going to be scheduled for the 27th and going through whatever seven days is of that. But okay. anyhow, it does all depend on weather, of course. If if it's a big storm, we're, we're going to have to cancel again. Absolutely. And, and which well, in turn you have to keep the searcher safe, of course, but you just have to keep trying until till we can get back down there and not put anybody at risk doing it. Gotcha. Now how far away from gearing are you? Are you also about three and a half hours? Uh we're roughly about five and a half. Six oh hours. wow. Okay. And then you throw in bad weather and it can be even farther. So 
So this is something that you have to really pack up the car and be ready to, you know, sink your teeth into for a few days. It's not something that you can either just get out there and just look for the day. It's not a day thing. It's, it's gotta be set up and planned. We would like to be down there every time we go for about five days, five to six. Okay. And, and raising children and having a job and things like that, that's hard. So, so if there are now, are you taking help and volunteers for these searches? Is there a way that if anybody is in the area that they have the resources, the time, um, or the finances to help with this search? Is there, um, a way that they can get in contact with you or should they just go through the, the, the group or how would they go about doing that? That is the best way go through the group, um, contact one of the admin, the admin, will contact us or we're admin too. Sometimes we'll see it, but um, that's the best way to get a hold of us. And if they are able to bring equipment or, or manpower, we, we could always use that. It's just all depending on when we get the search set up again. Okay. And talking about searchers and stuff, we do have a, a wonderful company that actually has been helping us out a lot um, yes. called wings of mercy. Okay. They're amazing. And they're, they're based out of Canada. The, the company is, um, I mean, just amazing individuals that they come in and they've been flying their, you know, like when we were down there last time, they flew their drones. Literally every single day that we were there, they were flying a drone. And I mean, just wonderful, wonderful people. So very high tech stuff. Their their drones are absolutely amazing and their their equipment and computers are also just mind boggling. Absolutely. And I mean, that's just incredible when you have people that are willing to come forward, especially in such rural areas where the weather does become a factor and the safety of others become a factor that the technology that can be made available to these searches can really make or break a search. I mean, when you've got weather coming in like we do now, you can't send people out there. So when you have that type of technology that is available, um, so we would certainly ask on our podcast, if you're listening and you have that available to you to please contact um, do, you know, through Tanya or Matt through the group and, and reach out and, and assist them with that if you're able to. We should probably hit on our dogs a little bit too. Oh yeah. Go right ahead. Go. Cool. I'll let you talk on this one. We actually have some border collies. There's going to be three of them. Okay. Um, that we are training to become search and rescue dogs, um, slash cadaver dogs. Um, one's a little bit older, so he is going to be able to be out there a lot sooner than the other two. The other two are only puppies that were born in August, so it's going to take a little bit more training on those younger two. But we are definitely trying to get our dogs all trained up and ready to go. That way, you know, try to help find, you know, Chance or any other missing person that we need to try and find. Absolutely. So just to clarify, these are your own personal dogs that you are taking and doing this with, correct? Correct. Wow. that's. I mean, that's amazing. So, I mean, like you said, hopefully they'll, you know play a part in finding chance but they could find other people too so we had a professional trainer come online with us and they have volunteered their time to train all three of these dogs for us that is amazing so this has really been a group effort through the community Mm -hmm. um and and outside of the community i mean like you just said the organization that's helping with the drones is from canada so it's definitely taken an outpour of help and support from all the way around to to make these searches possible and to obtain this information and so we certainly commend those efforts and certainly ask anybody in the area that's able to do so to help you in joining and doing so um, with whatever they have to offer. Like you said, even if it's putting some lunches together for these searchers, um, if they are able to get out on the ground, great. If they're not, you know, make a $5 donation. Um, but we certainly ask if you're listening to definitely look through those um, avenues that, you know, are available that you could certainly reach out and help, you know, however it could be. So 
So absolutely, and even if they can't donate and they can't search, that's all fine. Throw a prayer out for us. Absolutely, yeah. Get it. Definitely, definitely. Okay. Well, we don't want to hold you up any longer, and Matt, we appreciate you and your wife. Uh, we know you guys are busy. You guys are doing a phenomenal, phenomenal job uh, trying to find y- y'all friend. And I appreciate people like you. Um, you know, as us, when we do a podcast, we try to assist families. Uh, we try to help. And, you know, listening here, listening to you, I, I, I hope I got friends out here like you if I ever go missing. No doubt. <laughs> So um, I just really appreciate everything that you're doing for your friend. I really do. Um, and, and I hope you have success with your, your underwater drone. So We'll soon out here in a couple minutes. Yeah, okay. no, we're definitely going to check in. We are going to, if you're going to post that on the group, we'll see it for sure. So, yeah, and we're happy to share it. So, so yeah, definitely. We'll be looking forward to Thank that. You. Okay. Well, we're going to wrap up and let you get to what you're going to do, but I want to ask you something. I want you to, if people have tips, if they have anything that they hear or find out, do you have a number or where they can reach you guys? Just if, if they got a tip or they know something or they think they see chance, anything, turn it into the Gearing Police Department. Their number is posted on our page in one of the tabs. I'm not sure which one offhand, but in one of the tabs, you'll find it call them turn it into the gearing police and then once you're done there turn it into us too awesome no for sure we'll definitely refer them to the group we really thank you coming on tonight you and your wife and and it's been amazing speaking with you absolutely thank you guys all right you're welcome all right well you guys go ahead and get to it and thank you for being on and have a good night okay you bet all right thank you Uh uh-huh all right well guys unfortunately we have come to the end um I want to remind everybody when we are on here to please follow us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, Apple. We're on uh, Apple Podcasts available. And we also have a YouTube channel, but we just started it. And we're going to be updating a whole lot of our, our past podcasts and current. Also, you can follow us on Podbean. Now, when you want to really get to interact with us, go to our Twitter, our Instagram, and most importantly, go to our Facebook page. Hey, we'll talk to you. We'll interact with you because me and Lauren, we're like that. We're people's person. So hit us up on Facebook. Hit the like button, hit the follow button, and get involved with the pursuit. Until next time, I am pretty sure there will be a part two to this, Lauren. I feel like for sure. I mean, we can't we can't leave it hanging right here. Um, nope. We definitely can't. So we, we wish the best to Matt and his wife and everybody's endeavors and finding chance. But this will definitely end up being a part two. There's, there's more to discuss. There's more to find out. And, and uh, let everybody, you know, our listeners are going to want to know more. Yes, that's true. All right, guys. You heard it. It's going to be a part two. And we will make the announcement. Have a good night.